Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Yes, you are, you are with me in as we slide towards Halloween, towards the Garden Mama Show. And if you have already dialed up the TV today, you're a brave soul, supertalk.tv. That's right. We have T-shirts. Oh, my goodness. All right, now. We know. You want them. We're, we're going to figure this out. So just help us help us get along today. Tell us. We'll make a list. We'll get started. I have to tell you, y'all are up ahead of me today. The text line is already blowing out, and I appreciate that very, very, very much. Also got a bunch of questions from the Facebook group, Garden Mama group on Facebook, that um, the trick there is, and I'm just going to give it away, it, you can only post with a picture. That's my rule. So if you put up something that is a post without a picture and you happen to be in the Garden Mama group on Facebook, the chances are real good I'll answer that question because it will be timely here on the show. See how that works? People have begun to game the system. I'm starting to get repeat questions from people that just don't want to call. You can pick up the phone, 888-808-8637 is the telephone number. Of course, the Super Talk call line is always here, 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. We start there this morning. I'm happy to tell you that... People's summer-planted vegetables are coming in, and here comes the cold front. So what do we do now? Well, we've got several solutions going today. In Zone 8, the question comes, we planted summer squash in mid-August. It has done very well. Big blooms, small squash are forming. How do we protect it from the cold snap coming this weekend in Zone 8? I'm also in Zone 8. I do anticipate a dip. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned about my tropical house plants, though, than I am than the vegetables, even the summer ones. But, yes, I would cloche them. I would either put floating row cover, or if you already have a cloche that you use in the wintertime, pull that out and put it over the squash, or some other form of cover that you can go right back out the next morning and take off. There are going to be a couple of cold nights. You might leave it, depending on how high the temperature gets the next day, you might leave it on. But, for example, if you use floating row cover, you can. However, if you're using clear plastic or some other form of people use all kind of stuff, those insulated camping blankets, you know, I've seen all kinds of things on people's plants. The ones that really hold a lot of heat in, you need to make sure that you are going to take those off the next day, even if you have to put them on again at night. Because that, and that of course is the reason for having some cloches around that work with most everything that you've got growing. Because that's such a smart thing to do. You, you want that mid-August crop to be able to be harvested. So, now, let me just tell you, you don't have to wait for a summer squash to be eight inches long before you eat it. You know, they're, the, the ones that sell for a whole lot of money are the smaller ones. And frankly, they're absolutely delicious. Plus, if you can pick off four-inch squash tonight 
or whatever night, I think it's Halloween in Zone 8, they're talking about the colder night, but somewhere between here and there, the ch- and cover the plants up, the chances are good that you'll get some more out of them when the weather warms back up again, because you know it always does. <laughs> she said that. You should never say always, and you should never say never. <laughs> Rich in Kentwood has got his cloches going, and I'm, as usual, kind of jealous. These are good-looking. There are there are real, there are wonderful cloche systems that make the, make this effort a lot easier. But you can do this on a small scale in your own garden with a whole lot of stuff. Don't forget, we talked about it. Rich brought this to our attention: the clear plastic umbrellas. You know, as a little little cloche over things. If you have small plants, the easiest thing is the gallon water jug. Cut the bottom out of it, leave the cap on the top, and just set it over the plant. That works for lots of things. So there are all sorts of ways to do this, and you want to talk some more about it or give people some ideas about how you do this, by all means, join in today. That really looks very cool, very, very nice. Trey and Grenada is um, letting us know that, that indeed, I, I thought you were going to send me the Vardaman sweet potato, Trey. It, I, I don't know the details. I saw it on Facebook. Um, the, the Vardaman Sweet Potato Festival is next weekend. And if I'm remembering right, it's the 50th, which is so cool. That's just wonderful. Um, we're, we're not getting old. We just need repotting. Like, buy a plant on days that start with a T, Tuesday, Thursday, today, tomorrow. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Every day. I'm, I'm not buying any plants at today. Because I've just finished planting the ones that I bought this week when I was at Lakeland Yard and Garden talking about bulbs. The, the snapdragons are spectacular. I love snapdragons anyway, and I needed to put some color outside of my biggest window. You may have a spot that has a good view most of the year, like my window does. But in the winter, it can get kind of gray, kind of boring. Kind of sunny, actually, with all the, the trees that drop their leaves there. So I have begun the collection of large containers in that space. That's where I have a Sasanquina container with some stachys. Uh, that's another one where there were some zinnias this year, but then now they're going to be cornflowers. There's also another container there that's just full of snapdragons and pansies. I've also got a couple of other weird shrubs <laughs> that that need the protection of the courtyard, so that's a nice. And if they stay green, that'll be nice. If not, I'll, you know, throw some twinkly lights on them, and they'll be just fine. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. I know you did that. Trey, you're so nice. Thank you. We're getting another piece of here. There it is. I knew you would send it. Thank you. The sweet potato capital of the world. I wanted to get that phrase right. Cause the, I, yeah, they they had a big night uh, Thursday night in football. Both Calhoun City boat raced their opponent, and so did Vardaman. So the sweet potato capital, they're undefeated. It's a big week. Yeah, they, they did great, and I made note of that, spoke about it a couple of times. I'm a big Thank sweet you, potato sir. capital of the world fan. Well, I'm a big sweet potato fan, as you Vard- know. Vardaman is the cap. <laughs> this is know. it. I mean, these are the best people in the world, too, by the way, just yeah. as far as growers and farmers delightful well, to be yeah, around. Vardaman gets the title. Why but, am I, mean, I not there? But Calhoun City has great ones, too. Call somebody. So. I That's should right. be there next week. Yeah. <laughs> November the 4th. <laughs> a little butter and pepper and a sweet potato. We're ready. On, <laughs> We're there. Not to mention, this is going to be a great shirt. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful poster. So. That's good. That's fun to know. 
Rich, also from Kentwood this morning on the text line, is telling us that, yes, indeed, the azaleas are going crazy. And, in fact, that is one of the things that happens across, particularly a little bit further south than where I am, closer to, like, Kentwood, Louisiana, where Rich is. It's 8B and then going into Zone 9. My goodness, the Encore azaleas are just spectacular. They are so, so beautiful. Don't worry about them. They will take this cold snap. They'll probably drop some flowers, but the plants will be fine. Don't worry about it. Beautiful, beautiful plants, though. I'm so glad that uh, some friends of mine invented those. And, yes, they did. <laughs> they, they, they worked them out. We always thought that azaleas were gorgeous, but in the, in the concept of building a landscape, you need more flowers than one, one, one or two weeks in the spring. So the repeat blooming phenomenon in plant breeding has really brought a lot to the table. Encore azaleas, for example, Big Daddy and other Endless Summer, all of those hydrangeas that do that. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to have added to our world. Alton on the Facebook page wants to know about those green tomatoes. I've answered this question every day this week. And I'm so happy because it means y'all grew tomatoes this summer and they're actually made tomatoes. Now, I still have the mystery. For those of you who came to the garden tour at my place, there is um, there's, there is a hidden tomato plant that's a volunteer that shouldn't be there, but it continues to make tomatoes. That's a wonderful thing. But you all who intentionally planted tomatoes have gotten beautiful crops. And indeed, Alton's, um, I'm sure, are. he didn't send a picture. That's why I'm answering this here. But for those of you who have green tomatoes, you can cover the plants up, and you may want to do that. But take the fruit, whether it's red, pink, or green. If it has begun to get pink shoulders, you can ripen it in the windowsill in your kitchen or your bedroom or wherever you want. But if it's not, if they're not at all ripe yet, if they haven't begun to change color, they're still green, put them into brown paper bags. I like to put, if it's big tomatoes, I like to put one one tomato in a small paper bag and then put them all together. Close the top, leave them alone, because then that way they don't touch each other. If you have a whole bunch of small tomatoes, you're just going to have to go and shake them around a little bit or, you know, give yourself the opportunity to uh, make a little bit more Make a little bit more space for them than you would have to do with individual bags, okay? But that's the way to do that one. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello, Vardaman. Thank you, Sheila. Appreciate you. We have so much going on in this time of year. You just are very surprised to find out how many people are doing stuff. There are so many of our plants, frankly, that we have not even thought about until this time of year. The pansies and the violas. The, frankly, all of the flowering onions. Oh, my goodness, there's so many things to appreciate. We, uh, we think about that. If you've grown the flowering onion bulbs, you know that they come up on a big old stalk and then they have this gigantic flower that's as big as a child's head. That's not the only one. Not everybody has room for that, okay? And as we were reminded the other day, they, you do have to have excellent drainage to grow the alliums, so you may not want to put it into the bed with other plants that are going to get watered more often. Well... 
But the thing is, there are others that are not quite as picky as the giant allium. The the star onion, for example, which is one of the ones that just looks like an explosion. It's it's a beautiful flower to me. There are quite a few that will be a little bit more discreet than that, but I like that one. If any of those will have the, a place to grow and can be planted, as I'm saying at my place, I've got daffodils and all kind of stuff, alliums to plant. And I keep saying as soon as it rains, well, I'm, I'm going to have to water. But do water before you plant bulbs. Water deeply and slowly in the area, even if it's a bed that you have made, but particularly if it's a bed that you didn't make. For instance, if you're trying to go around the edge of the lawn and just plant some daffodil clumps, you're going to need to water those specific places very, very well because, first of all, the soil's hard to dig. But even beyond that, the daffodil needs the, the first step of anything that grows is that it has to be hydrated. It has to get water to it. That's why we don't ever want seeds in storage to get wet because we, we would have a problem. That would render them probably moldy and undoubtedly not able to sprout. So that's really the first piece of that particular puzzle. Give yourself the opportunity to put all of those things together. I was really happy this week to write the Garden Mama newsletter about all of the bulbs that we were talking about when I was at Lakeland with my friend Becky Potts, this really, really smart gardener who is their kind of, their stalwart really. She has, she goes a lot there. Manager Scott was with us. We had a real good time and I appreciate y'all who came, but I also wanted to let you know that if you want this bulb information about the Holland bulbs, about how to force narcissus, just send me an email. Mama on air at yahoo.com. You can send me an email then there anyway and tell me, you know, what you're growing, send me some pictures, whatever it is that you're, you're doing. But, um, there are also very many opportunities for you to plant bulbs right now in beds, in containers. And yeah, there's some you can grow in gravel and there's some you can grow in water. And, you know, you may not have to go out and water the lawn at all. You may just have to get a hyacinth glass. That might be the thing that you're looking for. One of the things that you need to know when we, if you come to the south where we are, the southeast, for instance, and suddenly there is a difference in what the instructions that you're getting. You go to shop for bulbs in Ohio and it's going to tell you to put tulips four inches into the ground. Well, If you do that here, you're not ever going to see them again. Don't put a bulb more than twice its height in the ground. In other words, if the bulb is an inch tall, don't plant it any deeper than two inches deep. And that would be the case for most tulips. We also have to understand that that well-drained soil is not just because we want the bulbs to get hydrated and get growing. It's so that they don't rot afterwards. Because really and truly, that's one of the hardest things. That's, that's part of the reason why we dig up caladiums, for example. Caladiums are not true bulbs, but they are bulbs in their in the way they function. And we do dig them up because otherwise the winter wet, cold soil will really cause them to get rot and we'll lose them. Well, some of our other bulbs are like that. Some people dig up alliums. But, for instance, we don't dig up daffodils. We don't dig up hyacinths. We don't dig up crocus. You know, we have plenty that we don't dig up. And if we force an amaryllis in a container for the holiday season, which is very, very popular in this world, we turn right around and plant it out in the yard. A neighbor of mine has a row of them. And apparently they were given to her over the years by 
one of her daughters. So she has every color, every shape. Some are multi-plant, multi-flowered, some are singles. But it's a beautiful collection. And as she says, like we all say about so many things, I didn't really collect these. I didn't mean to. They just turned up. I inherited collections. I didn't. I don't collect cups and saucers, but I have cups and saucers. My kids are going to collect coffee mugs. They don't know that yet. <laughs> Brenda in Mendenhall says that she just planted collard plants. Do they need to be covered? If they're tender, if they're if they're if they're really brand new, you know, they're like two inches tall and have th- four leaves on them. I'd probably cover them just for this little period of time so that they don't go into a shock. But if you have collards growing, collards are one of those things that are actually better tasting after a cold night or two. So that's going to, I think that's a good idea. But if you, if you just put them in, I, I would go ahead and cover them myself. Oh, look how pretty. <laughs> that's a beautiful pot. Jennifer in Oxford has a, a lovely, um, well, it's impatience, and then there's a calathea in the top of it. That's a tropical plant in the same way that the impatience are. So you need, you'll need to protect it to keep it from freezing. You can drop something over the top of it, or you can, you know, I hope you have a hand truck, roll it into the garage someplace for a few days. Um, it's a beautiful plant, though. You've done a gorgeous job growing that thing. That's lovely. Really, really nice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well i'm just y'all are so fun when you send me old 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 pictures it always looks like somebody i think i know <laughs> so this is this is rich rich's father standing on a ladder picking cherry tomatoes and that's how that that works yeah, we'll bring it around on the next segment oh will yeah, you be able those. to yeah, okay oh, i, I wasn't sure if it would go because it's so Old. I've been organizing uh, the long ones versus the the cubed ones. That, that I'll have that on the next. My goodness. Next side. Well, I don't know what else y'all are doing. I'm rearranging furniture to make room for how big the plants grew this summer. It's an interesting world right now. I'm going to need a map to get through my house. We'll talk about that and this and the other thing. So stick around. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. 
It's been said that time waits for no one, but that's not completely true. Hi, I'm Cameron Albright. Since 1920, our family has been privileged to serve as Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. For decades, generations have trusted all Britons for engagement rings, anniversaries, and those special events in life. Time has certainly changed our world. The Internet, smartphones, and social media have revolutionized how we research, communicate, and even shop. At All Britons, we've grown with you. At AllBritons.com, you can search, shop, and find the latest in fine jewelry. But for those who prefer the personal experience, you can now shop the all-new All Britons at 4460 Old Canton Road in Northeast Jackson. With new displays and the latest designer jewelry, we're located across from our old home in Highland Village. Still the same All Britons service you'd expect, but now bigger and better. You've waited for us, now we're ready for you. Come see what's new. All Britons, 4460 Old Canton Road in Jackson. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. Football season is here, and Jersey Mike's in Madison would like to celebrate with you. From hand-sliced cold cuts to mouth-watering cheesesteaks made to order with gluten-free and veggie options, too. Stop in and see why we're a sub above the rest. To celebrate the season, we invite all Madison Central Jag students to come by the Madison store and receive 15% off on Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Choose the winning team with Jersey Mike's Madison, and now with locations in Flowood and Gluckstadt, too. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. So here's a question for you, Lance. Does your clock have a snooze button? Oh, yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I send them back to the factory to get like two extra snooze Spares. buttons. Yeah, uh-huh. put on, definitely. Well, you'll be happy to know that Stockholm University has let us know that all those people that say if you snooze, you lose are wrong. The snooze button is actually a very powerful tool, apparently, and it does help. The Department of Psychology says it actually supports the waking process. <laughs> So whatever gets you up and going, I suppose, in the morning is important. I can't stand an alarm clock. 
I've, I have an internal alarm clock that, and I'll, but but I've always set the clock, and I wake up right before it goes off. When I don't, it's it's not going to be a good day. <laughs> not going to be a good day. Corinne and Jackson. If I plant some daffodils in the large container with the oak leaf hydrangeas that I water every third day, is that going to be too much water for the daffodils? No, not unless the soil is really soggy, and I doubt it is because I know that you make good soil. The old amaryllis bulbs, is it time to plant them again? You can. The ones that, that have been dug up from the garden, yes, you can go ahead. I wouldn't, I'm not going to try to take those and force them in a container to be cute. You know, that's a lovely gift. It's one of my favorites. But if they're already in the garden, Yes, you can do that moving now. I've got a couple of elephant ears that in the drought heaved out of the ground. So that's another one of the projects on my list this week. Right after I get all the tropical plants into the house and figure out where the stove is, I don't even know. It's going to be really something. I'll I'll have to do a a video after I get them all in there. It's going to be pretty, but it's going to look like no one lives there. It's going to just be crazy. I do like the idea, though, of daffodils in any big container that you can put them in. So it's a it's a really wonderful, a wonderful addition. Okay. Oh, Harrison County, welcome in. Good morning, Jody. What's up? Hey, Miss Nelly. Howdy. Um, my mother planted a, an orange tree about five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And last year she fertilized it, and this year it actually has oranges. And she's not sure when to pick them, for one thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I know that a fruit tree never produces on the same branch. It has to have new branches or shoots. Mm-hmm. When, when should we trim this thing back, and to what extent? Okay. A plant that is that age and is already making fruit is just about the perfect plant, perfect citrus tree for anybody to have. The answer as to when you pick them is because, you know, things we do things to make oranges look orange. The, for example, if it's a Louisiana sweet orange, it's going to look orange, but it's not going to look orange like a navel orange in the grocery store. All right. So you do watch uh-huh. for the change in color. But. I've been in plenty of plenty of plenty of yards. Had a few trees myself. That I've got to tell you, just this last week, we picked a few early because we wanted to, frankly, just see what they tasted like. They didn't look like any citrus tree that we had encountered before. Big old round, not big, but large round fruit, and yet not an orange. It and I have still don't know what it is, but it sure did make a really good juice <laughs> that was tart and sour, just like we wanted it to be. So what I suggest always is when the oranges begin to color. Give yourself the opportunity to look at the stem, and then when it begins to see that it is almost shriveled, because they don't shrivel, but in the ripening process they change a little bit, that's when I cut one off and open it up and see what I think. And then that will tell you how much longer you need to go. Trees can be different. Sites can be different. Okay? As far as when to prune that tree, I probably am not going to prune it this year, but I wouldn't fertilize it either. I'm going to let it – I might trim back just a little bit, you know, after after you get the fruit off. It's okay to do that, but I don't think this tree is going to need pruning formally. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, ma'am. Congratulations. Oranges are, oranges are hard to grow. Congratulations. Tell your mama. I like the red orange. <gasps> really? It's going to be like a dragon fruit, a red, a, red, a red orange, one of those varieties. I don't know the names of all of them. They all have dragon in them, though. <laughs> Blood oranges and all that, they have great names. How fun. Thanks for telling me about it. Y'all send some pictures when they get ripe, okay? Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. That's fun. We got Mom and Jody on there at that. See now, see, I'm not hard to talk to. 
I'm really, that's why it takes so long for me to check out of the grocery store, because we all talk. <laughs> Go buy three things, takes half an hour. No, I didn't have that much time. Oh, Trey, now that's beautiful. Trey's been, Trey's been really giving us the humor the last couple of weeks. But you know that Trey's farming. And these beautiful, beautiful greens, that's just gorgeous. Really, really lovely. Three weeks of growth on the Florida broadleaves. That's pretty. And in Grenada, yes, they will get nipped a little bit, but they won't be harmed. And, in fact, they'll taste a little better. But the collards particularly are the ones that, quite frankly, and kale as well, actually, is much better after the temperatures are a little bit lower. I think one of the reasons why we didn't grow kale in the south for a long time is because of that. It does take a slightly cooler environment to actually bring out all the flavor in the kale. Well, people started figuring out that kale was good for you, so they did a whole bunch of work to make sure that we could get it to ripen and be tasty, even when it wasn't as cold as you might have thought it should be if you were a kale grower, say, in, I don't know, 1970 or something. I had no idea... I'm a big fan of exoskeleton things. Exoskeletons, of course, you understand insects have them naturally, and we build them onto ourselves to help things work. As somebody who has a knee that doesn't work right, I would love to have an exoskeleton. Instead of some silly knee brace that doesn't help, I would like to have an exoskeleton that actually worked and made it like it should be. But from science robotics, they're not talking about me and my knees. They really are working on the, the ability to program for the assistance, choosing them like a radio station. In other words, different buttons for different things, different opportunities to, to, to dial in the simplest way to get your assistance from your tool. Doesn't that make more sense than anything you've heard today? If you have, if there's a solution to something and it's so complicated that while I'm trying to do whatever it is, I need to be reading a, a 12 page handout or a 70 page manual, how am I, I'm not going to do that. I'm probably, I, I'm, I'm probably going to figure out a shortcut. And in this case, the shortcut is to be able to program the exoskeleton. I love that. Tell it what you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Madison is writing in today. It says, is it too late to plant ryegrass on my brown lawn? No, you're right on time. And as a matter of fact, I advise you, this is just speaking for everyone in the South. If you have relatives coming in from the North, you need to be putting out, and it's perennial ryegrass that we sow. That's the, what he said, which, that she said, which one is this? And it's perennial rye. Because that's the one that will, in fact, decline in hot weather at the end of next spring when your lawn is already coming up and growing and doing well. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. Everybody ought to do that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if after, I've told this, but it's been a few years. One of the reasons that people have sloped lawns in the south is not actually just because the developer dug a lake and had to put the dirt somewhere, although that may be how it got there. But the reason that people have slopes coming down from their houses, even though their houses could just as easily be on flat ground, is so that you can go out and model your team's mascot or the letters of the university or the high school in ryegrass. So that then by the time the end of the season comes, everyone knows that you're rooting for Vardaman. You know, or that you got, I, I can't, I can't help it. I'm probably going to be wrong. Who did they beat? Did they beat Ridgeland? 
Somebody beat Ridgeland last night. My, my, I'm my sorry. name is Jelly. I'm sorry. No, I'll uh, I'll look it up and <laughs> you and, don't have to. Yeah, I, you got y'all, you my daughter went to Ridgeland, so that that's why it's you know we have, <laughs> we keep up you give with me that. A few seconds, we I'll keep get up it. with that. See, here we go. I'd rather not know. Why do we choose ignorance when we could actually learn something? Well. There are a lot of reasons for this. The American Psychological Association wants you to know that 40% of people would rather not know in order to give them an excuse to act in their own selfish way or to do something that other people would not consider appropriate. But if you pretend like or if you don't honestly know that it's inappropriate, what does that mean? Well, it means you need to listen to your friends and your family for one thing. But yes, and the show Central beat Ridgeland. Ooh, that's who forty it was. to nothing. I yeah. knew it was awful. I, I didn't think it was Calhoun or Gardner. Well, I didn't yeah. either. Forty it's two to different places. Central, yeah. The but, Titans. But uh, we love our Titans. <laughs> you know the mascot from the show Central? No. Come on, man. I don't. The Rockets. Oh, fun! Yeah, they got I a love great that. Mascot. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's who, fun. Uh, I think it's East Union. Do you, uh, the Urchins? Of course. Yeah, one of the best. My my only the only t shirt that I have is the University of California Santa Cruz. They are the giant slugs. <laughs> they really not are. a very fast sporting team. No, but they're not yeah, very sporting. They, they enjoy the sun they're a little not, bit. They're not, not very sporting. Not great with salt. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Under a lot of rocks. But it is a cool shirt. I like my favorite mascot of all time is the fighting okra. Well, there's so, there, nobody, I mean, no one can, can even that? listen. That should you be can wear that shirt. More. You can wear those shirts anywhere in the world, and someone will try to buy it off your back. Yeah, and you can't. Find I am them proof either. of that. Yeah, well, that's right because they don't do that. Yeah, I, I, they need that. that that's a maybe marketing. there has to be a Garden Mama mascots shirt. Yeah, you know? it has the fighting okra. <laughs> fighting on okra. It. Yeah, brought to you by Delta State. <laughs> See, yeah, we need. A, we can we do can that. Bring in a sponsor. Exactly. We can do that. I we like can bring it. back the fighting okra image for them. <laughs> they may not want it, but we like it. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of things that kind of get go by the side, and other people bring them back, even if the place doesn't want them to. That might be what we do. All right, as long as we're on going down this insane road this morning, what does Duke University have to do with animated tacos? Now, I, I know a lot of y'all, because my kids did, a lot of y'all took all those tests, and Duke told you that you were a scholar and gave you information you needed to know about going to college and helped with a whole bunch of stuff, but... Why does that go to animated tacos? Well, in this particular bit of research, and yeah, it's the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This is not a bunch of junk. The question is, why do we continue to watch a football game? Why do we continue Something like that that takes patience. You have to, you actually, I know it may not look like it when you're in a room full of people watching a football game, but it does, to, to last through that whole thing. For me, it's more the World Series games. I already know who I want to win because it's not my team, so I already have a, a point of view. But where do we get that patience? It comes from curiosity. And that's what we're trying to figure out. Curiosity paradoxically, I love that word, but that is indeed makes people more patient to get the right answer. 
if they're curious about it in the first place. If you're not curious about it, you go back over here to, I don't care. You know, why would I, why would I, I'd rather not know, I'd rather be ignorant, then I can say or do whatever I want. But if we're curious about something, that increases our patience and our willingness to stay engaged to find out what happens. I, I have my own story of this. What does the animated taco have to do with it? You're going to ask me, I know. No, yes. I, you just when you started talking about a- animated tacos, you know, I'm on. I want to try the Taco Bell breakfast taco. <laughs> I just right. didn't have time this morning. <laughs> didn't get paid last night yet. No. So if I had gone through there, I'd have had a lot of. You know, I'd have bought about a six pack of those babies. Could have been. Could and have then been. you throw in a word around like paradoxically. I mean, that's you like that. That's more than five dollar. That's I'm, like a six or seven. It's a good word. word. I love it. Really it. is. I commend you on that. The one. Um, the 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 whole business. They want to take this to the bear. And I haven't watched the bear, so I can't really do that. I've only watched a little bit of it. But I do understand that the Duke Institute for Brain Sciences is serious about trying to figure out what people do and why they do it. And in the case of curiosity, instead of your – the paradox comes, of course, because you would think if you're curious about it that you're going to dig right in and jump in and find the solution. But that's not how it works. It turns out that if you're actually curious about something, you're willing to wait to understand or to grasp or to get or to be told or however the solution comes to you, however the other part, to satisfy that curiosity. Like right now, you're curious about what that plant is upon <laughs> supertalk.tv. Didn't that look nice? That was at Lakeland. By the way, y'all, November 13th, we're doing that again. We're going to do tropical plants and indoor gardening and other sorts of things. And there's Lance's basil. <laughs> she finally got. <laughs> and that and it's I froze I froze it. So I have this. Yeah. I have, the basil's going down today too. Oh, I mean, man. there's there's basil. It smells so good. I didn't everywhere. want to put it up. Uh, I just get rubbing it. <laughs> it's it smells, everywhere. It smells like spaghetti. It does. Yeah. It really does. It the plants grew better. I love I love growing basil, but when I grew the large leaf one, I was very surprised at how sweet it smelled. So that's kind of fun. The um. The taco business is just insane. It's just it just tells us that if we're curious about what it is, we'll be patient until we can look inside and find out. And meanwhile, you need to hear this. Looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stopped, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200 Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200 Text HOT to 200 if you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. 8283. Go with your gut. Your dog's immune system is based in the gut. A diet lacking in nutrients can cause itching, scratching, and a weak immune system. However, there is a solution. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. Dinovite. It took a grand total of two weeks. The dog stopped itching. The hair stopped falling out. Try Dinovite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at Dinovite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. listening to things like 
the Charlie Brown theme from The Great Pumpkin, you realize that it's quickly rolling up towards Halloween. Now, I live on a very busy street. We turn off the lights. We don't want people running across the street and getting run over by cars. But we do take candy over to the neighborhood <laughs> and pass it out over there. What do you do? What's your what? What is your favorite thing to do on Halloween? I I, I, mean, I do I, have a gorilla mask, but I don't get to use it very often. Yeah, anymore. you know, had, had payday fallen on a little better of a cycle for Halloween, ah. uh, I'd uh, already picked out my Burt Reynolds costume oh dear, that I was yes. going to wear <laughs> to produce on Monday. Uh, for Lucian, and uh, you know he'll miss that. Yeah, I had the the red bandit jacket and the mustache and the cowboy hat. I had, you know, I just didn't fall. I don't on know. The right it's time, just not so. going to work. It's just yeah. not going to work. Now, I could have gone with a more, you know, deliverance. Uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Doody do do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and I don't think mustache. so. I, I think the mustache has to get there. Yeah, I, think the it, I think it has hat. to be all that other stuff. Right, right. Yeah, you got like absolutely. a beaver pelt absolutely. glued to your head for your. <laughs> But no, my favorite. I love Burt. That would have been love my. Burt that's what I would have done. Crazy but. about Burt Reynolds. Well, I'm 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 all about my my very favorite costume is a, a set of overalls and my gorilla mask because I can be an urban gorilla. Yeah. At that point, and it's well, really so you know the fun. thrift shop. The, the, the big when deal. you were down in New Orleans, I should have had you go by and look for some <laughs> bell bottom. You needed bell bottom you know, pants. Missed that the, one. The, you know, oh the, no, I yeah, missed that yeah, one. Bell bottom really tight at the top. Well, so at the so so how how did uh did did the bat last more than thirty minutes? With your puppy? <laughs> oh yeah, They've, it's a it's a fight, uh, fight to the. Did you finish. know that there are dog toys that are shaped like bats? I oh had no God, idea. He loves it. I man. learned They're something. Having the best time with that, both he and Dottie. To, having uh, a big I mean, time. It's just a it's a battle. Well, good, and and they didn't fall apart immediately. That helps too. Did you know that the oldest bat in the world is forty one years old? For those of you who are forty one and think you're batty, well, you're actually not. The fastest bat flies 100 miles an hour good grief i had no idea i really didn't we we get um about 80 different medications from the plants that are dependent on bats to pollinate them we also really would have a whole lot more insects if the bats weren't out there the ones that eat insects weren't out there at night eating their weight in bats who by the way um, there, there's, there are things we would not have at all if it were not for bats. One of them is bananas, another is avocados, and a third is mangoes. There are 300 species of fruit that are dependent on bats for pollination. So when everybody's telling you, about, oh, go put a bat house up at your house, you'll be glad that you did. So. <laughs> all right, can I do this? Should I go to the phone or is he all right? Hey, James, what's going on in Kemper County today? I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your show every weekend, and you're a very inspirational person. Well, thank you, James. That's very kind of you. It's, it takes a bunch to reach out at this early hour, so I appreciate that. Yes, it does, and I just wanted to remind everybody that daylight saving time ends this weekend, so don't forget next weekend. to your cost. Next, next weekend. Thank you much. Appreciate it. It'll be next All weekend. Right. All right, now. There are 1,400 species of bats worldwide, my friends. Come on, let's take some home. What do you say? (laughs) There's an awful lot of stories about bats. Any Halloween week, we get more and more of those sorts of bits and pieces of information. I, I have to say that I think this is the most uninspired 
collective noun of all of them. A group of bats is a colony. Eh, I don't like that. Should be something more exciting. Yeah, I mean, you like with geese, you come up with gaggle and all, all these of that different stuff. things. That, you know, you know. What we, is the? Um, so it's a it's a colony. It's a colony. Yeah, the babies are called pups. Well, that's really boring. We can think of something better than yeah, that. I'm sure. Come on, y'all. I, I think the audience can pitch <laughs> in. I was going to say, y'all, come one. on, yeah. help us with this. I think it's going to be better. Yes. Oh, there. Now here we go. Now we're going to get pictures of basil. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. It came to me, um, in fact, earlier this week from someone in another county. There's a large number of what look like dead pine trees. There's what looks like a large number of dead southern magnolia trees too there's what looks like a number of dead oak trees there's what looks like a number of dead hickories there's a lot of trees and interestingly enough a couple of the emails that i got this week said the one on the one side of the house looks one way and the one on the other side of the house looks the other way except they were both planted at the same time is it all drought or like this question wants to know is it drought or pine beetles it could be both and here's why the drought is severe enough that it has compromised many of our woody plants, trees and shrubs. Obviously, also lawns, perennials, annuals, and, and, and crops. But when we're talking about trees, we have, had, we have many of them that are dehydrated. That has produced a stressed tree. In the case of a pine tree, that pine tree is a lot more susceptible to any other insect that w- might want to invade it. That is how these things work. The The... The least healthy of the plants is the most vulnerable to insect or, or other kind of pest attacks, but insects and, and fungi, we, we think primarily, but I guess bacterial diseases too. What The main one is that, that we have to realize they're already in stress. And if you say to yourself, well, I've been watering, that's probably true. It's been very difficult. We cannot water to the level that we would have gotten rain even in a very low year much less an average rainfall year. So it could be that we have beetle, pine beetle borers, pine boring beetles, or it could be that it's just drought, or it could actually be both. So I, I hate to have to tell you that, but it's true. It is true. We had another question. Beautiful, beautiful picture, by the way. Kathy's, um, Kathy's in Vaughn. She's got the, the heirloom and the Roma tomatoes. They're gorgeous. So, yes, go ahead and pick those tomatoes. And if they are starting, like some of hers are, starting to ripen, they'll probably ripen on the windowsill or on your kitchen table in a basket or something like that. If not, just put them into a brown paper bag and you will get ripening in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. I've I've had them go as long as a month. If it was really just a brand new, very hard, solid green tomato, it would take a little while. But don't forget, there's all kinds of recipes there's green tomato chili. There's green tomato pie. Now, that may sound crazy to you, but my friend in Arkansas makes one, and I got to tell you, he knows what he's doing. So if, you, if you're looking to make tomato pickles, if you're looking at all those things, those are all very, very doable and really a good way to use the green tomatoes. You can, however, ripen most of them by just giving yourself the opportunity to take a little time to do that. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I have a story that I wanted to bring to you. Because it's again, it's, and they're not stories; they're they're bits of research. But sometimes they seem so fantastical that I I don't know who asked this question. It's a little spooky, though. In studying self awareness, and of course that means that we we look inward at least as much as we look outward. Self awareness means that you have a a point of view about your own self. But 
chicken farming is a whole thing and it has incredibly and i say that because it is absolutely incredible it is quite honestly a test of whether animals can recognize themselves do they attack the other chicken in the mirror or do they stop and preen and you know say how lovely i am turns out roosters are the latter roosters tend to not attack because they are really impressed with how they look (laughs) well why not huh i can't say that that's a bad thing they did an environment they did an environmental test but indeed there were some other things that they did they would call out about a predator but when it was just them It was all good. (laughs) We have a long way to go today. This is, in fact, the Garden Mama Show. Come back around after the news. Township Blues Festival, Saturday, November 11th, live from the Township at Colony Park, starring Cedric Burnside. With Brandon Taz Niederauer. I feel so paralyzed and you're in my eyes and I never know just how to cry until I ghost town blues band. Singleton, Jimmy Duck Holmes, and more. Get VIP and general admission tickets now at townshipblues.com. Michelob Ultra and Bush Light present the Township Blues Festival. Eight hours of great live music and fun. This is one you don't want to miss. Brought to you in part by Renova Roofing. Visit Ridgeland, Township at Colony Park, and Super Talk Mississippi Media. Get your tickets now. Townshipblues.com. This project is partially funded by a grant through Visit Mississippi. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? Dream. The new degree of comfort. I'm Rankin County District 4 Supervisor Steve Gaines. As a retired federal special agent and president of the Board of Supervisors, I'd like to thank every person in Rankin County for helping make our county the most desirable place in Mississippi to live and raise a family. We have accomplished so much during this term, but there are many more goals to achieve. I asked for your support four years ago, and you elected me in a landslide. On November the 7th, I'm asking you to hire me again to manage and lead Rankin County. My friends are Steve Gates. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. Our state continues to experience record revenue. Representative Trey Lamar says giving money back to taxpayers through tax cuts was the right thing to do. Our sales and use tax collections are up $40 million in this quarter alone, the first quarter of this fiscal year. So 
you know, we are collecting approximately a billion dollars more than we're spending right now, and we're spending a billion dollars more than we were spending three years ago. You know, we are paying the bills. We're increasing the things in government that need to be increased, like the teacher, uh, our teacher uh, salary increase that we did a couple years back. He says the plan to completely eliminate the state income tax is always at the forefront of his mind. It's an issue that could come up again in the 2024 legislative session. For more Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Superior, it's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. A World War II veteran from Moss Point is now one of 30 black veterans to share their oral history with the Hattiesburg African American Museum. On Monday, Willie Smith Sr. was honored for his sacrifice and service at 104 years old. He's one of the oldest African American World War II vets living in Jackson County. He enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1941 and was honorably discharged in 1945. He is now retired and has been living with his daughter since 1996 after his wife passed away. Congratulations to the District Attorney's Office for Madison and Rankin Counties. They were named the top District Attorney's Office in the state of Mississippi at the 2023 Sex Offender Registry Conference. Stay up to date with all the latest Mississippi news by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm forward slash newsletter. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The final Saturday in October finds the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Auburn. Mississippi State is four and three, one and three in the SEC, while Auburn is three and four and zero oh and four in the SEC. Two thirty is the kickoff on the Plains. Twelve thirty is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. The Ole Miss Rebels are at home tonight against Vanderbilt. Six thirty is the kickoff at Vault Hemingway Stadium. Four thirty is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Rebels are six and one, three and one in the SEC. Vanderbilt is two and six and zero oh and four in the Southeast Conference. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will be back in action today on Saturday. They will be at Apple Eastern State in Boone, North Carolina. The Golden Eagles are one and six and zero oh and four in the Sun Belt, while App State is three and four and one and two in the Sun Belt. Two thirty is kickoff in Boone, North Carolina. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, 
you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish. Then there is superior catfish. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. The Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame announced the selections for the Hall of Fame induction class of 2024 this week. Walter Red Barber broadcast Major League Baseball for the Reds, Dodgers, and the Yankees. Coach Richard DeWeese began his coaching career at Manchester Academy in Azu City. He still coaches today at Madison Ridgeland Academy. Paul Elias won the Bassmasters Classic Championship in 1982. Eli Manning, who followed his famous father, Archie, to Ole Miss and played for the New York Giants for 16 years, winning two Super Bowls. Jimmy Smith became the Jacksonville Jaguars' all-time leading receiver. Savante Stringfellow won the silver medal in the 2000 Olympics and ran track for Hall of Famer coach Joe Walker at Ole Miss. Becky Vest joins her mother in the Sports Hall of Fame, Dorothy Vest. Jimmy Webb probably the top defensive lineman from Mississippi State football, will also be inducted in the induction weekend on August 2nd and 3rd. Tickets will go on sale in January. I'm Dixon Webb. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. Thank you so very much for deciding to put me in your ear today. I appreciate it more than I can even say, because guess what? What else am I going to do on Saturdays now? If you're listening to the rebroadcast, if you're listening to this on demand as a podcast or any other way, your friend recorded it and sent it to you, whatever you did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you very, very much. Good questions coming in on the text line already. I do have a couple more bat facts, however. You ready for this one? Come on now. Do they migrate or hibernate? The answer is yes. They do both. Some do some one thing and some do the other. Remember, there are more than a thousand species of bats. I'm trying here today to bring a little bit of more comfort to you if you are one of those people who's afraid of bats. You don't need to be afraid of bats. Bats are some of the hardest working mammals in the world. They, the ones that eat insects, eat their weight every day. Thank goodness. The ones that are pollinator fruit that fruit is dependent on to be pollinated by bats are frankly giving us all the mangoes and avocados. So that helps too. I got one more for you. I bet you didn't know this. Bats have belly buttons because they're mammals. Okay. Okay. Sandra says that she bought two almost dead guaras and a perennial salvia. See, she's in, this is this is someone after me. We can go shopping together, Sandra. We're going to go to the back of the garden rack first and see if there's anything back there that we want to save. Well, we might. Should I plant them now or wait until spring? You should certainly plant them this fall. You may not want to do it this week. Because, <laughs> as we know, this week is a very big and important week. 
<laughs> but, yes, this fall, you should. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. We're going to do frog sounds next week. <laughs> bat sounds. I know, I know. I love it. There are people out there that are so creeped out, and that's part of the fun. You, you don't know Ken's need, loving this. Though. You don't need to be afraid of bats. No. They, they work very hard they for you. They work us. very hard for you. You will not have mosquitoes around. That's right. So, And you have lots of really great guano. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. That's right. You'd be glad you did. High dollar stuff. <laughs> very high dollar. <laughs> very high dollar. Anne asks, if you have wild pecan trees, is there anything you can do to make them edible? That's a good question. Um, no. But but except for a couple, there are a couple of things. First, you can make sure that in a drought summer, if you can get to them, if they're on your property, they just happen to have come up wild and make nuts, you know, because you're lucky, then you can water them and that will help. But on the other hand, you can't really help them fill in a year like this because there's not enough water that we can apply to do that in a garden, in a backyard setting or, you know, side yard setting. Now, the other things that you might do in coming years is you might fertilize the trees. That will help many times. And, yes, if you can reach them, but you probably can't, there is some pruning to be done. I will tell you that the wild pecan trees make the very best pecans in my opinion, for cooking, because they are full of, they're the oiliest. They're full of beautiful pecan oil, and therefore they tend to be a, a better cooking experience in my, well, it's not just me, but that's, that's true. Those, the, the, they're smaller, they're hard to pick, but they really do produce a much oilier pecan that is better for cooking. So if you have some, congratulations. Oh, this is really pretty. This is uh, Tim's and Byram. The, the, the Confederate rose has still got the buds on it, but it's not blooming. Yeah, I know. And it, he just planted it last spring. Sometimes things like this can't quite get fulfilled to bloom. On the other hand, it's not unusual to see in, in Byram, which is zone eight like I am, it's not unusual to see Confederate roses blooming in November. So I'm not going to worry about this plant. I'm just going to tell you that it may or may not be able to open those blooms. Obviously, if you're watering it, and you would be because it's a new plant, if you if you're watering it, it has a better chance. But if you if you even if you're not able to water it, it's probably it's going to be fine. I can tell by looking at the leaves that the plant's going to be fine, and next year will be a better year for it anyway. Even if this had been a good year, the second year for something like Confederate Rose, it's a big hibiscus, and it takes a while for that thing to get its plumbing put together and also to get its top supported. So that's beautiful, though, really lovely. See that now? All those pumpkins. My goodness, I'm I'm just. That is a truckload That's a of truckload. pumpkins. That is a truckload of pumpkins. You've got to have some carving kits <laughs> handy. Or, or I was gonna say, you may have a deal with Starbucks or the, something. I don't know. <laughs> but they don't work. <laughs> yeah. those, those little plastic carvers. Oh. I've heard, I read some stuff this week in some of the bits and pieces of news that we get. And uh, one of the services, it had uh, one of the Halloween hacks for carving a pumpkin. Okay. So, you know, naturally I dig in, and I'm curious. Okay. So it says use the uh, cookie presses, you know, like the little metal. Oh, like a cookie cutter. Yeah, cookie cutter. Okay. Like, you know, you okay. can hammer them in and, or push them in. And, uh, they, they're actually, you know, it, it creates better edges 
Well, so, yeah, so, it sure so would. you can find the piece, you know, if you can find, that's it's like really smart. kind of Mr. Potato Head it and just find the, <laughs> the designs you like. And, and that, I was like, wow, that seems interesting. I like know? that. I also like, um, I saw, I saw a friend of mine who's a, I'll just say that she's a friend of mine who's retired and lives in the woods, and anybody who knows me knows who that is. Um, she has a, a white pumpkin that is duded up for Mississippi State. It's just beautiful. White pumpkins, blue pumpkins, all of those things have a place in our decorating schemes. I did not know about blue pumpkins, so we'll we'll talk about that another time. But I've just I just I'm fascinated by them. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's see. <laughs> Andrea and Madison. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's not, you know, that's interesting enough. She's trying to get the in, the bugs, the frogs, the everybody else out of the plants before she brings them inside. This is such a good point because we don't necessarily think about it. We walk, in, we walk up to the house one day after work and realize that it's getting cold. And then you remember that you saw the weather forecast and it said it was getting colder. And then much like the cartoon that shows us that the dinosaurs missed the ark, you end up with your plants in your hand and you're running them into the house. Well, they're still full of roly polies. You may even bring in a tree frog, a lizard, who knows what else. That's why we try to be a little bit more concerted about this. I will grant you it's going to be tough. This particular cold snap that's happening to zone 7, 8, and 9 is going to be fast. And for that reason, because we're so much warmer than we should be, we're going to be a whole lot colder than we'd like to be. The plants, for the most part, are going to shrug it off. But because we have to go ahead and move tropical plants into the for the winter, it's time to do that. So I really do think it's a good idea to go ahead um, <laughs> to avoid Andrea's large toad sitting in the bathroom in the middle of the night. It is a good idea to take each pot. If you can tump it sideways, get the leaves out, that's a good start. And also, of course, to set them individually because so that they're not – you might be gathering things up into flats to bring them indoors. Set them up individually so that they can at least shake it off a little bit, water them real well, wash the leaves, and – then we'll, there they are. Otherwise you'll have Andrew, that's Andrea's frog in the bathroom. Do you know how many frogs we have in Mississippi? We have beautiful frog call tapes that are just spectacular, you know, because if we do record those things and we do keep track of it. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you, Lance. That's fun. Paula's in Dentville. Oh my goodness. The mimosas are blooming. <laughs> At the end, in Denville, at the end of the Summerall Road, this is not happening. She she says it's under a street light. The mimosa is in full bloom. What happened? She wonders what helped to keep it blooming. I I think it's probably a new set of flowers that formed themselves in the summer, and they can do that. But ordinarily, they bloom out and form seed, and that's all we get. It may have been that because of the drought. The drought, there's a whole list, there's a, there's a tablet of things that can be attributed to drought when it comes to plant symptoms. And one of them is that unusual rebloom that happens because the plant couldn't set seed. There was not enough water in its system for those flowers from the spring to turn into seeds. And therefore the plant tries to go ahead and bloom again. It is, it's not conscious. I'm not saying that the plant, you know, talks to its friends and decides to go into flower. I'm saying that the plant is triggered by its own hormonal insides 
one oxen triggers another oxen, and yeah, maybe the maybe the streetlight had something to do with it, but it's more than likely related to the fact that it couldn't set seed before this year, and because those plants want to survive, they're going to try to bloom again and set some seeds. Let's see. Joe and Petal, ooh, you have a lemon tree. Those of us who live a little bit farther north really like that you have a lemon tree. <laughs> well, I grew some lemons this year thanks to your advice from last oh, year. Oh, good, good. Suggested that I, that I uh, fix my lemon tree up where I could put it in the garage mm-hmm, uh, during mm-hmm. the colder weather, which I did. It just and, it just buys it a little more time. And, 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 Anyway, it's it's I, it, we ended up with like thirty six lemons on this little small two year old tree. That's wonderful. And in a in a bucket, and but now the, the, of course I still the the, the uh, fruit green mm-hmm. is turning, beginning to turn a little yellow, mm-hmm. but it's blooming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that you're, unusual? You're, no, it's really not. You're, you are, though, however, having the success that so many people wish for, and you are having the success that is the reason why the lemon tree has to go inside my house in the winter and becomes its own sort of, you know, Christmas ornament because it's it's that critical to keep them in the areas where they can be slowed down by cold weather. We're so much better off when we can get it to have just that little bit of a, a longer window. And you've done that. That's why you've got both fruit and flowers. Have you tested any of the lemons to see if they're ready to eat? Uh, well, let me tell you, the, the tree loaded up. It's small. And it loaded up with so much of this heavy fruit that I had a couple of limbs break mm-hmm. that had fruit on them. Mm-hmm. So I took that fruit in the house to to let it see if it would, you know, mature a little bit. Anyway, I ended up cutting it. It was still pretty much green, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but but it had a good flavor to it, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, but... Uh, and that's really all we care about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it still needs, I, I, it still needs a little... To get that real good Myers lemon flavor, I understand. Flavor I understand. That I like, well, you know, when they when they're solid green, they do taste good, but they don't taste as good as they do when they just slightly begin to turn. They're they're not going to change all the way to yellow like in the grocery store, of course. For people who are wondering, that you and I know that, but they they may not. But they are going to begin to change. They get they're not as they're not as shiny, they're not as bright. The stem is just a little bit drier than it was maybe a couple of days before. And, yeah, they will begin to change color on the fruit. And, and somewhere along in there, Meyer lemons are just perfect. And I suggest that you, at each change of the tree, that you at least eat one or two to see when you get to the point where you like them. Then next year, when they get to that point, you'll know you've got your lemons. Sounds good. I appreciate the advice and the uh uh, the, 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 so next week, with this cold weather coming in, I'll have it where I can pull it back into the garage. Good. But you say that I can save these, the blooms that are on there now. They're probably not going to fall off because you're going to roll it in there and save it, and it's not going to be below 40 in your garage. And they'll hold on. No. They'll hold on. Sounds good. I All sure right. appreciate that. Thank advice. you, Joe. I'm excited. That's wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Good to hear from you. You know, that's the thing. We can do lemon chess. We can do lemonade. We can do lemon pepper. We can, how, how far down? We can do better than Forrest Gump on this one. We can go lemon everything, especially the Myers, because the Meyer lemons have 
there, it's just a friendlier taste. You know, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't like, think they don't like lemons, but that's because they haven't really enjoyed what they're doing. Um, let's see. Yep, we're having a big time, Chris. Thank you very much. We're celebrating Vardaman today in many ways. Talking about next week on November 4th being the Vardaman Sweet Potato Festival. It is the 50th annual one. Beautiful, beautiful poster. And uh, i got to tell you, that shirt's got to be cute. <laughs> it's got to be great. Oh, my goodness. Greg, that's beautiful. East Yazoo, they have got some magnificent French marigolds. They look beautiful. Now, I'm going to tell you that this is a benefit of dry weather. What happens to marigolds, at the that, that little French marigold, not the big ones, but the little French marigold at the end of the summer, is that they end up getting spider mites because they've been overwatered, they're in stress, and those spider mites just leap on them. They have not been overwatered this year. You couldn't have overwatered this big a clump. You know, and you didn't. That's why they've turned into this. I mean, this is like a wheel of marigolds. This is just beautiful. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you, Paula. Appreciate this. My goodness. Osaka, Mississippi. Hey, y'all. Beautiful stuff. Y'all are really, y'all are just so much fun. I, I know, I know that you know what I know. And that is that gardening makes you feel better. It's that simple. But let me tell you, gardening feeds you heart and soul and body gardening also gives you the opportunity to meet other people you wouldn't have met because guess what almost everybody likes tomatoes almost everybody likes brussels sprouts oh no i can hear the people going no no well maybe you like cabbage or collards or something we have a lot of things a lot more things in common than we have apart when it comes to talking about flowers and food Everybody that ever gets a house with a yard has to figure out how to run the lawnmower or how to get somebody else to do it. And in both cases, you might need some help. You might need some garden mama. That's why I'm here. Mama on air at yahoo.com during the week, of course. Follow me on social media at Garden Mama Nelly. I'm not really sure why, but I attracted a whole bunch of followers. Might have been that picture. I didn't send that one to you, Lance. I'm sorry. The, the, the last won't be the last one, but it's probably going to be the best picture I'll ever take of a night blooming series. I'm thinking about turning it into a poster because it's so pretty. But you've got those, too. And that's why we really appreciate you sending them to us here. And, yes, when you go to supertalk.tv, you get to see them. You don't have to just look at me and my New Garden Mama Show T-shirt. Thanks so much to the, the powers that be here for getting that for me. Um, I'm giving one away today. So I'm wearing it so I remember to give the one away that I've got. If you want it, all you need to do is send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and then I will do a drawing, and we will try and make sure that we get as many as out there as we can, okay? Oh, fun. Thank you, Lance. I'll get out of the way. Let's go. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. 
Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizmkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1 866 SkyRizzy to learn more. Dr. Michael Ziegler reflects on Psalm 46 and the God who is for us, our refuge and strength. This week on the Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Super Talk 97.3. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. 
The Orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call The Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. Y'all say the nicest things. Yes, I agree with you. Everybody needs a little garden mama. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> very, very much. There are so many things going on, and I just, I got to tell you that the, the boxes of sweet potatoes and the, the next week's sweet potato festival, all these wonderful things going on. This is so much fun. Um, this, this is really pretty beautiful flowers. Y'all have got so many things going on. That's really very, very cool. There's, I forgot to tell you that Adams has two D's in it. <laughs> We're looking at cartoons now, y'all. Just in case you didn't know, what, what actually goes on here is like 17 things at one time. I'm bringing you just, just a few little things that you might discuss over the dinner table on this particular set of holidays if you got a a headline that says holy bat skull you've got to pay attention to it right you would think after all the bat facts i brought you so many bat facts today that this that would be it but it's not indeed 80 percent of the fossil record that we should have of bats is missing why is that well that's what they're trying to figure out at the university of new south wales it may have been that they lived – part of the reason may have been that they lived in caves entirely for so long that all of them has been absorbed into that environment, that their whole business of that whole echolocation sound wave stuff started much sooner than we thought it did. But this particular one is actually they, – they've only ever found one intact skull. The oldest bat fossil is 57 million years old, but it's a tooth. And if you, like me, are a little skeptical that we could tell that the single tooth was from a bat, well, that's why they have DNA. <laughs> that's why they do all that, because I'm pretty skeptical. However, that's just me. These particular specimens are the voice box and the ear are the things that they're trying to understand about the echolocation that bats are able to do. The hyoid bones go directly from the middle bone, ear bone and is, is a apparently involved in transmitting the high-frequency sounds. So they have found the progenitor of that in the, this particular ancient bat skull. In the flattened fossils, they can see where, the, where they are, but until they found one that was intact, they couldn't tell what the relationships were because they're all smushed. Interesting stuff. See, more people are interested in bats than just me. More people are interested in bats. <laughs> they're also, oh, my goodness. This is fun. Um, the Confederate roses are blooming, and you're so much fun, Paula. Thank you very much. We're talking about the mimosas, and, and I like it when you tell me that something I said makes sense because, quite frankly, not a lot of the world tells me that all the time. So next Saturday, she's going to be off work, and she's going to sit and listen. Paula's one of the busiest people in the state, so I appreciate that she even has time to ever get in touch with us. Oh, now we've set a bar here, y'all. Rich hasn't grown sweet potatoes. Should we tell him? They're not going to grow real well where he is. They grow just fine. That's a joke. 
But I'm going to also will tell you that a local variety of sweet potatoes, something like the Puerto Rico, will grow better farther south. They do not ship well. They are delicious. They're a wonderful local market sweet potato, though. Puerto Rico. Not not Puerto Rico, but Porto. That's the name of the variety. I don't know why. But it's got dark red skin and delicious, delicious, delicious potato. All right, now. I don't know how much of this. These I've been holding on to these things. You know, I told you earlier in the summer that I was trying really hard to get flowers to continue in my yard. I've got the, the, the zinnias are really not done yet, but I trust that it's going to be cold enough. They're going to look kind of ratty so that the cornflowers that are behind them will have to come on and grow up a little more. I'm going to plant some more seeds for the flowers that I know can grow over the winter. They would probably appreciate a cool start. So I'm going to sow a few seeds, cornflowers, probably some nigella that I have. These are not things that I grow a lot of, but I do like to grow them because when you're thinking about cut flowers, you want to see something you haven't seen before when you're talking about them. Not that I have any problem with zinnias and marigolds, but I want something to cut at Thanksgiving. So that's what I'm working on that. <laughs> You're wonderful. I'm never going to be able to plant my fig tree because it's never going to rain again. See, you can't say never. You can't even say always because things. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, Lance. You know that's true. Well, I mean, never and always are tough. Exactly. You know my opinion on all that, and <laughs> I think I've in the last about four or five days, I've probably changed my mind on always and never. Um, I'm kind of like your your uh, your your listener here. I, I'm, but mine's with the German short haired pointer that's eating every plant <laughs> around. So I'm never going to get anything done anymore because all he does is eat every. He always he's eats always everything. eating every leaf off of every plant, so it will never oh, bloom. Puppy parent, oh, he's just crushing every. He's eating every pepper, every little bloom. He just thinks, "Hey, man, this is this is mine," and and it's all well, food. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's not like it's, he's eating the furniture. That's yeah, actually it's like better. It, you know, it's, he's not telling me he's a vegan. <laughs> no. you know, but yeah, he, he does. Eat meat, not Ismo. I eat lots of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the joke. Yeah, we have to bring y'all in on the joke. You know how somebody's a vegan, they'll tell you. Okay, so just take that one with you. Oh, I can find that clip. I, I don't, promise you. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he he does make fun of me. I happen to like vegetables. I we all know that I eat vegetables, not to the exclusion of meat, but I like. To eat vegetables. And the question is always, what is that? <laughs> what have you got in there? Portobello mushrooms, if possible. Yeah, the portobello mushroom sandwich. All of that's that. That's a favorite of yours. Yep, it is. Definitely. It is. I'm more of the, give me the there eight, eight meats and cheese and stromboli. and <laughs> Put it on the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Put, put the whole thing on there and roll it, it up. It doesn't come in a box. <laughs> right. you, gotta, like, you need a, a lift kit or something. to. Well, there is there is a certain amount of just... I grew up with everybody talks about, you know, three veg and a, and a meat kind of dinners and stuff. But that's how I grew up, except about every third day it was four vegetables. And, and that's because we gardened and you can't just get rid of that stuff. You got to eat it. You got kids. You're gonna I, I'm them. happy to eat a so. four vegetable plate, you know, the get you some green beans and mashed taters and great carrots, stuff. squash. You know, I, I love all that. But, you know, I will generally 
want to throw, throw a piece of like yeah. country fried steak in there or some <laughs> fried chicken or maybe a hamburger steak and onions. I understand. You know, that's, and I eat all of that, too. Yeah. I just can't eat it all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's good. Portion control is very important. Well, yes, I'm, I'm one of those folks just have to do that. Everybody should. Now, I was reading this week. I didn't bring the story because I thought I can't say I'm going to ever do this. Is it 8,000 or 6,000 steps a day to prevent heart disease? It's how I know you and a lot of other people walk that far. Good grief. I wouldn't if I put a pedometer on me and I realized I had done more than 5,000 steps in a day, I'd have to go to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to wear myself out with all of that. See, I understand that exactly. You can't reach the space, the space with the garden hose, so you can't plant. And that is the problem. We can't wet that soil and then go in and plant that fig tree. So you do have to wait for it to rain in that case. Um, I'm, I've told you that my red spider lilies didn't bloom this year at all because I didn't water the edges of my garden, which is where they all are. So they never came up to bloom. I know they're there. They'll be around next year, I guess, if it rains. I have a, I have a calorie counting ismo for you if you want to. I'll leave it to your If it's okay, we'll leave it to your judge. This guy's really funny. Please. And then I, then I stopped. <laughs> And I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't believe in calories anymore. I refuse to accept that calories are real. <laughs> like, it's impossible. that They can't be accurate. Like, they do know what do you have to do to take in, like, say, 600 calories. You have to take a, 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 a bite. <laughs> Your, your yeah. seven meat pizza would yeah, be one exactly. bite. Yes, and then you, exactly. And then he keeps on going and he says, He's and then you got to run 50 miles, you know, <laughs> to, to burn that. off the exactly. 600 calories. Because this just doesn't add up. You know? very, this won't work. Yeah. We better not believe in calories. There are all of those, you know, if you eat it alone in the dark, there's no calories. If you steal it off someone else's plate, there's no calories. I think that was my sister's uh, mindset growing up. She's like, if she picked it off your plate, it doesn't count. See, it doesn't count. That's it. There are a lot of people that it works for them. It never worked for me, but, you know, I was the youngest, so that might have been why. Let's see. Um, David wants to know, should I go ahead and plant my dwarf fig now or pot it and plant it in the spring? If you have just rooted it, I would probably pot it up because a dwarf fig is going to be a small thing anyway. And the if you have a healthy orchard, you could certainly go ahead and plant it. It can tolerate the conditions outside. But because a dwarf fig tends to be a very small plant, at least for the first couple of years, you might want to put it in a container until next spring just so you don't accidentally run over it with a string trimmer or a lawnmower or somebody didn't step on it. Or, as some other folks would tell you, that... The deer or the dog don't eat it. <laughs> you might have that problem. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Trust me, if you have a puppy, those fig uh, little green tips. Forget it. Man, I don't know what it looks like to him. But oh, it, my goodness. It looks like uh, trouble to me. Well, and yeah. he's, he's so cute that you're not going to do anything but let him do No, that. I mean, when I first got him a few weeks ago, he went straight to the pepper tree, ate every pepper off of it, the little bush, uh, stripped it, was running around the yard with one with roots on it, having the best. I'm like, this guy, I mean, he's got some Mexican in him. Or something. He's, he's a gardener. Yeah, he, he knows. Uh, he, <laughs> he knows he's, what he's yeah, doing. He, really, he went straight to the plant. So, garden mom, I, I was blown away. He, he, I'm he telling you, it's better on, than the furniture. Okay. But, yeah, he chews on lantana. <laughs> on uh, you know, if it's uh, the cayenne peppers, banana. You're now going to get. Fig. You're now going to get the emails from the people that want to tell you how many 
of those sorts of things that are poisonous for your dog and whatnot. And you just have to say, the oldest dog in the world just passed away at essentially dog years of two gazillion, okay, ate human food. Now, I'm not saying you should feed your dog at the table and give them a bib and put them in a chair, but I am saying that perhaps we've been a little bit too – I have been criticized for handing a potato chip to a dog, okay? I don't really think that's going to hurt the dog, just that one potato chip. I'm not going to feed the dog the potato chips every day only, but come on. Come on. We humans like our food. Our dogs like it, too. Don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they love my food. They always get the last bite. Whatever it is, they get the last bite. So that's my my sacrifice. See, Rich is telling you about this. Come on now. It's portobello mushroom parmesan. Look out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Man, I got to be here to like four or five today. I don't get paid for a couple of days. So this is, you know, I'm going to figure out. The food deliveries aren't going to make it. It's not going to make it. There's no Uber coming today. I'm sorry. The lifts aren't going to be here. That looks amazing. Isn't that gorgeous? I don't even want to put that on TV. People will, you know, they'll they'll pass out. They'll get the (laughs) It's going to be hard. That's right. It's going to be difficult. I, I really do have just a couple more. I have a lot to say about what I'm doing in rearranging my furniture. And if you're doing the same thing, do what I'm doing. There's some really good, good deals on grow light bulbs right now because everybody knows we're getting those. I don't care whether you get them from one place or from online or from some other place. But the individual light bulbs that have full-spectrum plant light can go in any lamp in your house. They're going to make a big difference in the way the plants grow. And it's also going to make a big difference, frankly, in the environment that you're creating because that full-spectrum light is a very powerful and very positive influence on when we have to stay inside and we don't like to. It's a very, very positive influence at that point. I'm uh, Okay, American Chemical Society. You know, we had these stories all summer. American Chemical Society was just cranking out the research. I'm so happy about that. Do you all know who Vlad III um, the of Wallachia is, in fact? Vlad the Impaler? The very one. Yep, that's right. And why in the world would the American Chemical Society be interested? Well, because what they've decided to do, he was a 15th century prince. We do know that. He was so terrifying or at least his myth was, okay, the word got out that he ended up being the probable inspiration for Count Dracula. Now, looking into his letters, these particular scientists have said that they suggested that he probably has, and we all understand the whole business about Dracula and vampires and all of that stuff. That's the the Halloween mythology, okay? But what they're looking at is going back and analyzing his letters, as only people in the American Chemical Society can do in analytical chemistry. They suggest that he had skin and respiratory problems, and he may have actually cried literal tears of blood. I don't believe it. They're saying it. But, oh, no, oh, no. Could Could it be that it comes from a person rather than just the myth around him? I, I got to tell you, I've only heard. I knew you were going to play that. I only, I have only heard. Um, I've only heard this story two or three times. This is the most scientific advice, sex scientific information that we've ever gotten about Camp Dracula. Come on, y'all. You know this is fun, but let's go down to Baya, okay?
Petite Marie, avec un jurité, c'est dans le grand danger, ça va te la voler. Va parler nous de sa voix, non pas du matage, toujours dans le cristal, toujours les ans passés. Get ready for the Township Blues Festival, Saturday, November 11th, live from the Township at Colony Park, starring Cedric Burnside. Jimmy Duck Holmes, and more. Get VIP and general admission tickets now at townshipblues.com. Michelob Ultra and Bush Light present the Township Blues Festival. Eight hours of great live music and fun. This is one you don't want to miss. Brought to you in part by Renover Roofing. Visit Ridgeland Township at Colony Park and Super Talk Mississippi Media. Get your tickets now, townshipblues.com. This project is partially funded by a grant through Visit Mississippi. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200 300. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Dream. <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Hi, this is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. 
Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our two-men-in-a-truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. Gone too soon, department. Such fun. I have been reflecting on the whole business of seed starting for wildflower gardens. The good news is some people got some rain. They'll be better equipped to begin that sowing. But for those of you that it, where it's still dry and where we're about to have cold, really cold temperatures relative to what they are today, this would be a good time to just wait. And give yourself the opportunity to put the put the time in, say, maybe a week. But but look at the weather at that point. For just as the same question that just came in on the text line about fertilizing, wait until the temperatures are in the 40s, and they will stay that way. This this dip is unusual, and it will pop right back up, I'm sure. So give yourself the opportunity to use good weather as well as good forecast conditions to get you there. Okay. Seeds are important, and they're one of the things that we all really care a lot about. I have to say that uh, there there have been a couple of other interesting questions, and indeed, (laughs) no, not on a diet. No, no. (laughs) I was going to ask you, that's the Balfour Brothers. Yes, thank you for for asking. Appreciate that. Um, Do you spray your plants with anything before you bring them into the house? I do clean the leaves. I'll spray them with water and wipe them off if I've got some dust and dirt there. I don't actually spray with anything unless I've had a problem. If if a set of containers has had ants in it or has had another pest that I'm afraid is going to come in, usually there's not. But if if that's the case, you can certainly pour a mixture of soapy water through and then, for instance, for pill bugs and things like that, it will, it'll do them in and then they won't bother you in the house. And then we go ahead and come back around again and start with another. If you've had a bigger bug problem, do something different with them, okay? Give yourself some insecticidal soap, give them a spray, that's fine. Linda, welcome in. What's going on? Uh, I have planted some uh, quince seed, and they actually came up. Oh, good. And I have, uh, they are about 12 inches tall. And I need to know if I need to bring them in through the winter, or do I leave them outside? If you can leave them outside in a space where they won't freeze, it'll be better for them, like in a garage. You don't want to put them in the warmth of your house, because that's oh, going okay. to be too nice <laughs> for them. Oh, <laughs> that's we wanna, what I needed to know. Because we want to grow them outside. I would not let them freeze. I would certainly put them in a shelter of some sort. But if you can leave them outdoors, they'll be better off next year. Okay, thank you very much. Sure, thank you for calling. Appreciate that. Quince are not easy to start. She's good. <laughs> That's not an easy one to begin. Well, Linda was like, I don't know if I want to get on the air. I said, Linda, you got this. Come, Come on. on. Come on. From Heber, you Mississippi. Uh, thank you, Miss Linda. We appreciate that. Very much. I um, I, I am stuck with, I've been listening to a whole lot of Keb Mo and, and Taj Mahal this week, and so I'm kind of stuck on 
she took the Katie, and I'm also stuck on shimmy like your sister Kate. I don't know who Kate is, but she's here. Turns out, and she can shimmy, and she in fact can shimmy much better than I can. Turns out that we all shimmy in a sense. Electric fish, electric knife fish, these are the coolest things in the world, are the most demonstrative. They've shown us over the years that they shimmy in the water in the same way that we look around as we look inside of a room or the same way that Lance's baby dog races around and sniffs everything right before he eats it. It's because we're trying to make sense of our surroundings. And in fact, when they have put knife fish into environments they haven't been in before, they shimmy more than when they've been in familiar environments. I don't know if I want them to do that to me, (laughs) but it is interesting to know that that whole business of becoming aware and looking around is like a little shimmy on the part of the knife fish. I love that. Well, And and for those people that don't understand exactly what a shimmy is, I'll define (laughs) to shake, quiver, or tremble in or as if dancing, Yes, a shimmy yes. vibrate abnormally, and then the one that I always like because my dad would always use this one, uh, especially abnormal vibrations of the wheels of a motor vehicle. Boy, them tires are shimmying. You got to go get that <laughs> you line. Need to do yeah, you got to do something about yeah. that. Oh my goodness! Let's see who's telling us. Um, someone wants. Uh, oh, oh, hey! I didn't realize this was you again. Okay, coming on back in. Wanting a quince tree, it's really hard. You need to find local plant growers, local tree growers. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say Larry Strayer. There's a person who grows that sort of stuff. Look him up. You'll find him. He's at markets all over the state this time of the year with any number of fruit trees and beautiful things. Okay. Um, Okay. If you have a containerized Japanese maple, if it is a if it, if the container it's in is a gallon or or two gallons or smaller, yes, I would bring it indoors just for this brief patch of weather, or roll it into the garage or something, because it will knock all the leaves off of it, and you may not want that to happen. It's not going to kill the tree, but if you want it to, to maintain its leaves for a little while, yes, you should protect it here in the next period of time. If it's a big old thing and been out there forever, it's probably time for it to lose its leaves anyway. Same way as my orangeola, I expect that it will lose some of its leaves. But probably not as many as the branch that I broke the other day. So it'll be fine. No question. It'll be fine. All right. Now, just just a couple of things we've got. Uh, well, yeah, we haven't touched on zombies. We, we, Wait, is Max Planck involved? <laughs> Max Planck is not involved. Or Planck. In this one. Max Planck. 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 Not in this one. But the University of Copenhagen is. It turns out. That the Lancet liver fluke, and this is not anything against you, it's just where your word, your name has been used, has an exceptional life cycle strategy. Yep, that's right. Snails, ants, and actually even other critters don't even know how much they're paying attention and how much they're doing for this incredible mind-bending workings of this tiny parasite. Turns over, turns over the brain of an ant into an absolute confusion makes it a zombie. That's right. You've never heard of zombie ants, but now you have. They cling to blades of grass. They don't want to be there. They are directed by, yep, they're overlords, coming to jaws gripping the top of a swaying blade of grass. You don't know how you got there. I would be pretty surprised. So are the ants, apparently. The liver flukes take up the brain first. And then at that point, that's when they begin to, to make him 
more vulnerable. They can be eaten by the grazing animals then. And that ant had no idea how it even got there. I'm telling you, nature is scarier than anything we can make up. There's just no question about it. The liver fluke. The liver fluke. The uh, lancet liver fluke. That that should have been my costume. (laughs) We can make you one, I'm sure. Probably a lot easier to make, yeah. Once the liver fluke infects the ant, several hundred parasites of other sorts invade the ant's body. It's a festival. They have a party, needless to say. And guess what? The liver flukes hide out in the ant's abdomen and infect all the rest of those. It's pretty clever. You've got to be a little small thing, too. Pretty, oh, T90. Yeah. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. And I'm just really appreciative that the people at the University of Copenhagen had time to figure all this out. Good grief. I, you know that somebody saw ants holding onto the top of a blade of grass and went, now, wait a minute. That's not supposed to, to be happening. What happened to How this did guy? that happen? Did he just fly in? No, he, he's paralyzed. He's, he's been, a zombie. He's been reprogrammed. Yeah. He's been zombied out. They they crawl up to the top of that leaf and cling on. They don't even know why they're there. Yeah, I'm going to have to go watch the James Bond. Is it the live and let die where he, you know, the, the zombie? <laughs> that, yeah, they're all, I'm going to have to go watch that now. You talk about one. zombies. See, it's Halloween, friends. We need zombies. We need bats. We need pumpkins. And we need you to have a very, very safe and fun and festive, and maybe a little bit crazy Halloween. See you here next week. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. superior it's more than a name it's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality u.s farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant your family reunion or on your dinner table hey this is steve azar and i want to let you know that with superior catfish you know the next bite is as good as the first time after time made possible by your friends and neighbors here in mississippi remember there's catfish then there is superior catfish Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters call complete exteriors complete exteriors offers roof inspections repairs full roof installations and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims gutters from common six inch to custom copper we also produce all custom copper work in-house from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing all sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well complete exteriors 601-326-2755 601-326-2755 
Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.